happy birthday from Triple J Plus. Let's party. No, it is the stars shining in the sky. It is the day no need to wonder why. A special delivery from God to us. Feel it in the air, special magic that you bring with you. Don't it seem fantastic that you came today? This day, your birthday. Yeah. Hip, hip, hooray. Let the music play. We celebrate you today. Oh, praise one. Hip, hip, hooray. Bring our well wishes and make it to full for a day. Hip, hip, hooray. you sound Bible study through the month of July to September at 60 Days of Glory 2020, exegetically examining the fundamentals of the Christian faith, salvation in Christ. Date from 5th of July to 6th of September 2020. Time, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. from Mondays to Saturdays, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays. Hook up live on our Facebook and YouTube page and also live on Kingdom Life Network TV on My TV or Strong Decoder and live on Comfort FM 95.1 or Yo by 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mondays to Saturdays and 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Sunday and live on Inspiration FM 105.9 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Also listen to a rebroadcast of the services daily on XL FM 106.9. From 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Join the study to find out in 60 days of glory 2020. Don't miss it. 60 days of glory. This is 60 days of glory. A Power City International Initiative coming to you from Uyo, Akwaibom State, Nigeria. When you are born by God. You cannot enter God's mouth and say, I don't want to be a Christian. Bring me out as an unbeliever. Once you are born of God, you are born. This is 60 Days of Glory. To be a part of it, you can call 0806-800-9939 or send a message to 0708-501-4746. 60 Days of Glory, the revelation of Jesus Christ beyond shadows. Church in the air and church online. 
Join Dr. Abel and Rachel Daminer as he brings you sound Bible study through the month of July to September at 60 Days of Glory 2020. Exegetically examining the fundamentals of the Christian faith. Salvation in Christ. Date from 5th of July to 6th of September 2020. Time 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. from Mondays to Saturdays, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays. Hook up live on our Facebook and YouTube page and also live on Kingdom Life Network TV, on my TV or Strong Decoder and live on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo by 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mondays to Saturdays and 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Sunday and live on Inspiration FM 105.9 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Also listen to a rebroadcast of the services daily on XL FM 106.9. Uyo, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Join the study to find out in 60 Days of Glory 2020. Happy birthday from Triple J Plus. Let's No, it is the stars shining in the sky. It is the day no need to wonder why. A special delivery. Days of Glory, a Power City International Initiative, coming to you from Uyo, Akwaibom State, Nigeria. When you are born by God, you cannot enter God's mouth and say, I don't want to be a Christian. Bring me out as an unbeliever. Once you are born of God, you are born. This is 60 Days of Glory. To be a part of it, you can call 0806 800-9939 or send a message to 0708-501-4746. 60 Days of Glory, the revelation of Jesus Christ beyond shadows.
Nakatoli the boy on the hunter. Engebo Zekele de Brina Katalia. Egebo Zekele de Bamba. Rakato Nongolo de Bohodiana. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we rejoice that we have the privilege to come before your word humbly and respectfully this morning. Thank you for the privilege of study. Thank you for the privilege of learning. Thank you for the privilege of being equipped and trained in righteousness. And we rejoice that your word has free course among us and is glorified. So we decree that everywhere your people are connected to the service this morning, the eyes of their understanding being enlightened, veils fall off, clarity comes by your word. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that by the end of this service we'll all be the better for it. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer sees it powerfully. Amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. All of you that are connected around the world by, by way of our Power City campuses and house centers in Aquaibom. It's a joy to have every one of you connected to the service this morning. And everybody in the building is a joy to have all of you here this morning. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the Word of God. Praise God forevermore. It's still sitting days of glory examining the promises of God. Turn your Bibles this morning to the book of Luke chapter 24 verse number 25. Luke 24, 25. Then he said unto them, O fools, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Take note of the word spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Next verse. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures. The things concerning himself. Look at verse 44 to 46 of the same. Luke chapter 24. 44 to 46. And he said unto them. These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled. Which were written in the law of Moses. And in the prophets. And in the Psalms concerning me. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Can I have a powerful amen? Alright, so we've been looking at the fact that when the scriptures are explained, the end point of the teaching or the explanation of the scriptures is Christ. You know, Jesus is the explanation of all things. Meaning that we look at the scriptures via the eyes of Christ. Or Jesus reveals to us the scriptures. And yesterday we began to look at a number of things that has to do with life. And we established that life was very emphatic. Life was very pronounced all through the scriptures. That God's promise to us was life. God promised us life before the foundation of the world and confirmed it in the resurrection of Christ. 
So we establish that therefore life to us is our very existence. That life is not an experience. Life is our existence. So righteousness is brother Paul's zoe in the book of Romans. Brother Paul calls life righteousness in the book of Romans. And we said brother John calls zoe in the epistles as eternal life. So we establish that righteousness is our existence or righteousness is an eternal existence. It's not temporal. It's not, it does not have expiry, does not have tenure. It is ageless and it is ceaseless. We also establish that faith is an eternal existence. All the promises of God were fulfilled for eternity. There is nothing temporal in God's promises. Now, Today we're looking at a continuation of where we stopped yesterday. Second Corinthians chapter one verse number twenty. Second Corinthians chapter one verse number twenty. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. So we are finding out the fulfillment or we are waiting for him to fulfill. So, in waiting for God to fulfill in the Old Testament, two things were required. You either wait or you believe. When it has to do with the promise of God, you have no part to play. Because the promise of God is evangelia. That is self-fulfilling promise. The only thing you do to a promise is you wait or you believe. In the Old Testament, they waited. The Bible tells us that through faith and patience, they waited to obtain the promise of God. And in the Old Testament, God promised. In the New Testament, God fulfilled that promise to us, their children. Now, so who are we today? Are we waiting or we are believing? We are believing. So, I am a recipient of all of God's promises fulfilled in Christ. Please pay attention. In Hebrews chapter 6, before we read, God's promises now has become our life. God's promises are now our Zoe. And they are for what tenure? The promises. Forever. So we are righteous as a Zoe. Or we are sons as a Zoe. We have the gifts of the righteousness of God as a Zoe. And we are sealed as a Zoe. It is a life. The same way you cannot separate me from you, you know, you cannot separate God's promises from me. I and God cannot be separated. We are in a union that can never be separated. So, the promises of God can never be separated from us. I am, or you, the believer today, is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. This is what it means to function in the existence of the reality of God's promises. It means to function in the life of God. Now, he is life to us. He is life to us. Let's look at the man Abraham. Abraham was looking out for you. When the Bible says he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God, it was actually you he was looking out for. He looked out for you. You are that person. You are that person Abraham believed God for. For all the promises of God are fulfilled in Christ. And you are in Christ today. Look at Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 now. Very careful. Hebrews 6 12. 
that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Inherit the promises. Now, it is not for us today that verse of scripture. We are not waiting to inherit the promises. They waited with faith and patience because they were waiting for the promise. So he says we should be followers. He didn't say we should have faith and patience. We should follow, we should follow the example or we should, we should learn from them that they waited to receive. We don't wait to receive. We function in the reality. Now take note of the word promise. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should see him to come short of it. Alright? So now, he is not talking to us believers. He is talking to those people. Look at the next verse. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Next verse. For we which have believed do enter into rest. We are not waiting. We have believed. They waited for the promise. We are not waiting. We have believed. We have entered into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although... The works were finished. When? From the foundation of the world. We believe, therefore, we have entered into rest. That means God has no more promises for the believer. God has no more promises for you. Look at Hebrews chapter 6 verse 15. Hebrews chapter 6 verse number 15. And so... After he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. He obtained the promise. Alright? So, Abraham, after they endured, obtained the promise at the point of resurrection. Look at verse 16 now. So you know it's Abraham. He's talking about Hebrews 6, 16. For men verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Next verse. Wherein God... Willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Confirmed it by an oath. Who was the heir of the promise? Who did God make promise to? Abraham. So the heir of the promise was Abraham. Look at verse 18 of that Hebrews chapter 6. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who had fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Next verse. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered into that within the veil. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, but sure and steadfast. So Jesus entering in was the promise that God made to Abraham. 
Now, please keep that somewhere. Don't lose it. Remember, in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13, it was quoted from Genesis 22 verse 16. Genesis 22 verse number 16. Put it up for me. And said, by myself have I sworn, say the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not returned thy son, thine only son, thine only son, which is not Isaac, next verse, that in blessing I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. So God gave promise to Abraham on Mount Moriah. Who was on Mount Moriah? Isaac or Jesus? Jesus. So Isaac was just a teaching tool used to communicate Christ. God was speaking to Abraham about the future. Abraham said, the Lord himself will will produce the Lord will produce or the Lord will offer himself so Abraham was confident in God's provision now that promise was for Jesus who will fulfill the promise Jesus he was called a forerunner we shall see the word forerunner in a bit Now, if you also observe, another mention was Melchizedek. Melchizedek also was a teaching tool. Without beginning, without end, without, you know, without uh, father, without mother. It was symbolic. A teaching tool of the high priestly ministry of Jesus. A teaching tool. Jesus is the high priest, not Melchizedek. So, in Melchizedek's example... God was promising a mediation for humanity. God is talking to Abraham. So, Abraham, through faith and patience, the promise. Which promise? The promise of a high priest. The promise of a high priest was taught to Abraham through the figurative communication of Melchizedek. The promise of the resurrection was taught to Abraham on Mount Moriah. So all of those were teaching lessons. All of those were teaching lessons. God was making his promises. And God swore by an oath. When Abraham saw that he said now. You are going to do this. God said to Abraham. Surely. In blessing I will. I will. Demanded nothing from Abraham. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplication, I will. I, I, I. God swore by an oath. I will do, I will do, I will do. So when it comes to the promise of God, man has no part to play. God plays all the part. The promises of God. Self-fulfilling. So Hebrews chapter 6 was the promise of God on Mount Moriah. Now come with me to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13. Mount Moriah replayed again. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, 
and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Look for Abraham in Hebrews. You will see Abraham in Hebrews chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7. Alright? You will see Melchizedek. Because in Hebrews chapter 6, Jesus was called the high priest. Melchizedek was symbolic of Jesus in Hebrews chapter 6. And he didn't mention again until Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. Let's read together. Hebrews 11 verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. Verse 9. So, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Next verse. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Verse 11. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. So in verse 13 and 14 of Hebrews 11. He now said verse 13 and 14. Give me 13 and 14. Hebrews 11. These, all of these people died in faith. Not having received the promises. But having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them and embraced them. And confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. These all died in faith. Question. Did Abraham see the promise from afar? On Mount Moriah? Yeah, from afar. That means they never inherited it. They seek for a country. They knew that there was something ahead. But they never lay hold on that thing ahead. Look at verse 12 to 16 of Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the skies in multitude. And as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Next verse. These all died in faith. Not having received the promises. But having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Next verse. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now... They desire a better country. That is an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he hath prepared for them a city. He hath prepared for them a city. Verse 17 now. Man Moriah again. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only, underline the word only, begotten son. That's Mount Moriah. Now, 
Who was the only begotten son on Mount Moriah? Jesus. Look at verse 18 and 19 now. Verse 18 and 19 of Hebrews 11. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Next verse. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure. He received him in a figure. So what God was promising Abraham in Mount Moriah, was it the resurrection of Isaac or of Jesus? Of Jesus. What did Paul say God promised the fathers? In Acts 13. He promised the fathers that he will raise Jesus from the dead. In that resurrection, the word of God walked. In that resurrection of Jesus, the word of God walked. Because all of God's promises were fulfilled. And that is how our existence today, the life that came from that resurrection, is now our existence. We are the sons of God, not an experience, but our existence. We are declared righteous, not an experience, but an existence. Are you still in the building? Now, he calls Jesus a forerunner. The word prodromos in the Greek. P-R-O-D-R-O-M-O-S. Prodromos. Forerunner. The one who goes ahead. The one who goes ahead. So Hebrews chapter 6, Mount Moriah. Hebrews chapter 11, Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah was about the resurrection from the dead. Mount Moriah was about the resurrection from the dead. Number two, after resurrection, he will be our high priest to go behind the veil. To go behind the veil. So, Prodromos is one who goes ahead to prepare the ground for others. One who goes ahead to prepare the ground for others. So Jesus is called the forerunner. Where does he go to? Behind the veil or the holy place. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 20. Please pay attention. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 20. Whither the forerunner is for us entered. Even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Abraham saw that. Oh yes, he saw it. He saw that reality. Now, what did Jesus go behind the veil to do for us? What did he go to do? He was a high priest. And that's what the high priest does. He goes behind the veil. He was a high priest. Okay. When did he become high priest? Resurrection. Resurrection. So, he went behind the veil to offer the sacrifice. So, the sacrifice was not offered in his death. The sacrifice was offered in his resurrection. It was when he rose from the dead that he offered. So, the blood that was offered in the Holy of Holies was not the blood of a dead animal. It was the blood of the resurrected Christ. Are you following? That is why... That sacrifice settled man forever. 
the blood of the risen Christ. Now, so Jesus was the high priest. The Old Testament saints present the dead animals. Jesus rose from the dead and went as high priest himself as our forerunner. Abraham saw that because he received Isaac in a figure and knew that this high priest, the high priest of Jesus that he received in a figure was like unto Melchizedek or the order of Melchizedek and he will have no beginning or end. He knew that the ministry of Jesus, his work, will be eternal. He knew that all the promises of God will be fulfilled and will abide eternally. So that is why when he went to that city he thought was, was, was heaven, he went to Canaan. The Bible says after he arrived he still was looking. Because there was nothing there that looked eternal. But he knew that everything was going to be eternal. So he knew that that was not the destination. Are you following now? So, who inherited this promise by faith? Who inherited it by faith? Abraham. He believed it. He inherited it by faith. Do we inherit the, the promise by faith and patience today? No. Bible says, they without us cannot be made perfect. So that's why the writer of Hebrews now says, you are come to Mount Zion. They were looking for, they never got there. You are come to Mount Zion. They were going to Zion. So any Christian today that is praying to get to Zion, trying to arrive Zion, tell him to get born again. Through faith and patience, they try to get there. You are not trying. You are in Zion. Their faith was in the future. Your faith is in the past. Their faith was in the future. Your faith was is in the past. Alright? Now, so their faith was in what God will do. Our faith is in what God has done. Somebody said to me, the word of God has walked. Say it again. The word of God has walked. So God's promise under the old covenant was to lay down the life of Jesus as our sacrifice. So in John chapter 14 verse 6, John 14 6, <clears throat> Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 15 13. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. Lay down his life. What does it mean to lay down his life? To be killed. To be killed. So death was a promise. Death was a promise God made to himself. In the old covenant. God promised himself that he was going to die for man in the old covenant. He promised to die. But he didn't only promise to die. He also promised to live afterwards. To fulfill all the promises he made to the fathers. So, what's the character of God? The character of God is found in Jesus. The word shall become flesh. 
that's God's character. The word shall become flesh and dwell among us. So God's character can only be defined in Jesus. You can never know the character and the nature of God outside Jesus. Look at Isaiah 53 verse 5. Let's see the promise of God dying for us. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Give me the next verse. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He bore our infirmities. Question. Who bore our infirmities? Jesus. Jesus. Now let's backtrack. Isaiah in Isaiah 7.14 announced who was going to be wounded for our transgressions. He said, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name what? Emmanuel. The Lord will show you a sign. His name is Emmanuel. God with us. The sign that God has come among men will be obvious in your time. The Lord shall give you a sign. He was going to personally come and be responsible for man's woes. For man's failings. He was coming to take man's death. So God steps into the scene as a promise. To take death for humanity. And then he will rise from the dead in fulfillment of his commitment in the Old Testament. And you know, God now gives to every one of us that new life as our new existence. And it's not something temporal, but something eternal. Eternal existence in God's life. Wow. Eternal existence. Ageless, ceaseless, eternal life. God gave every one of us that offer. Whatever will come from that promise will be eternal. The things of the spirit will be eternal. Life of the spirit will be eternal. Faith will be eternal. So there will not come a time that the believer will lack anything. Everything is within that life. You will have everything, not as an experience, but as your existence. So you come out of Christ, filled and full. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Can somebody shout hallelujah? And that promise has been fulfilled today. You are what he says you are. Can I hear you shout it very loud? I am what God says I am. Shout it again, I have what God says I have. Shout it again, I can do what God says I can do. Now turn to your neighbor and say, I lack nothing. I am sufficient in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's why brother Paul will write that what we call the rapture is not an event. What we call the rapture is, is not an event that is orchestrated anymore. The rapture is a fulfilled fact. Please listen carefully. The rapture is a fulfilled fact. It says the same spirit 
that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit, if it dwells in you, it will also quicken. Once that spirit is in you, the rapture is guaranteed. Once the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in the believer, it is a guarantee for the rapture. That's why we don't pray to be raptured. We are already prepared for the rapture. Why? We have the seal of the Holy Ghost. We are born of the Spirit. And the Spirit lives on our inside. He says there's no power coming from heaven to raise the body from mortality to immortality. He says it is the same Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So Christ's resurrection was the guarantee that the believer's body will be changed. The resurrection of Christ will be changed from mortality to immortality. From corruption to incorruption. Can somebody shout hallelujah? So listen carefully. God is not able to make you what he wants you to be. God is not able to make you what he wants you to be. He is able. He can make me what he wants me to be. He will make me what he wants me to be. Now, Abraham can sing that. Isaac can sing that. He has made me what he wants me to be. He's not going to make me. He has made me. Has he made you? All that you need, he has given you. You're complete. He has made you what he wants you to be. We have gone in behind the veil. We are in the presence of the Father forever. Hallelujah. We are not going somewhere. We are there forever. You know, the Bible says, Abraham without us was never made perfect. How many of you know that? Abraham without us was never made perfect. That means with us, they are made perfect. That means we are the perfection. So there's nothing else God will do above perfect. There's nothing else God will do above perfect. He sought for a city, Abraham, whose builder and maker was God. That's why when, when, when he got to Canaan, he was still looking. But we are not looking. Are we looking? Are we looking? We're there. Amen. I said amen. When he brought Isaac to Mount Moriah, he was seeing somebody else. When he met Melchizedek, he was seeing somebody else. Everything was a journey to where we are now. So the word has walked. The word of God has walked. All God said in the Old Testament are no longer promises. All God said in the Old Testament are now realities. They are now life to us. They are now a life to us. We are living in them now. In the gift of the spirit. We are living in them now. In the gift of righteousness. We are living in them now. In the gift of faith. We are living in them now. We are in that promise. We know he has done all he says he will do. He's not going to do all he says. What you say you will do. Huh? How did they sing it? What? Yes? 
That is what you will do. What you say, are you there? Are you still at what he said he will do? Where are you? What he said he has done. That is what he has done. That is why you are called Abba. I don't call him Jehovah. I call him Abba. Glory to God. I say glory to God. He has done all. We now have life. That life promised a new existence. We live differently now. We have new life. That life is what God promised. So, when we lived the Old Testament, and when we read the Old Testament, we say this is our history. The Old Testament is our story. Spoken as a promise. The Old Testament is our story. Spoken as a promise. This is who we are. Spoken ahead of time. This is who we are. Spoken ahead of time. We are there now. Hallelujah. We are not seeing it. We are in that day now. And you know sometimes it sounds out of place. But that is how most of them were written. And if you are not careful, you will get lost in the illustrations and the stories. They write the promise of God in the midst of their stories. So you have to look for the promise. Take the promise and leave the stories. Are you still in the building? Now, that is how truth was unveiled in the old covenant. Look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angel spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. Where did the writer of Hebrews get that from? Psalm 104 verse 4. See? Psalm 104 verse 4. Who maketh his angel spirit, his ministers a flame of fire. Look at verse 2 and 3 of Psalm 104. Who covereth thyself with light as with a garment? Who stretcheth out the heavens like a curtain? Three, who laid the beams of his chambers in the mist or in the waters? Who maketh the clouds his chariot? Who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Look at verse 4 now. Who maketh his angels spirits? So the only promise there that is in the midst of that narration is verse 4. So the writer of Hebrews took that verse 4 and brought it into the epistles. Look at Hebrews 1.8. Hebrews 1.8 But under the sun is saved that throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Is the scepter of thy kingdom. Psalm 45 verse 6 was where he quoted from, the writer of Hebrews. Psalm 45 verse 6 Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. And that psalm is usually called the psalm of Moses. So we find the psalm quoted three times in the last few seconds. Three times. Look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10. And thou Lord in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the works of thine hands. The heavens 
are the works of thine hands. Look at where it came from. Psalm 102 verse 25. Psalm 102 verse 25. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the works of thy hands. So the book of Psalms was explained. In the book of Psalms, the church was spoken of. So when we read the book of Psalms, it is not for singing praise worship. Is to look for the promise of God concerning Christ and concerning the church. And that is why when you read from the New Testament, you will see certain Psalms re-echoed because those are the promises of God in the midst of the songs, in the midst of the prophecy, and in the midst of the events. Are you understanding? Look at Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. <clears throat> Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers. How? By the prophets. Partial revelation or partial truth. So the entire Old Testament has partial truth of God's promise concerning the Christ. Now listen carefully. Whenever you see the promise of Christ in the Old Testament, go a step forward further and see the church in Christ. Every promise of Christ in the Old Testament, you go a step further and see the promise of the church in Christ. Because all that God promised Jesus was for us. Look at Acts 13.32 again. And we declare unto you glad tidings how that the promise which was made unto the fathers. Promise was made unto who? Look at me church. Promise was made unto who? So Hebrews 1.1. God who at sundry times in diverse manners spoke by the prophets to who? To who? The fathers. He spoke to the fathers. What did God speak by the prophets to the fathers? Acts 13.32. And we declare unto you glad tidings how that the promise which was made unto the fathers. Did you see that? The promise which was made unto the fathers. Next verse. Ooh. God hath fulfilled the same. The same unto us, dear children. In that, he hath raised up Jesus again. Who is the promise fulfilled to? Huh? The promise is fulfilled to Jesus. Who is the promise fulfilled to? To us. Who are the beneficiaries of the promise? Us. Who fulfilled the promise? Jesus. Who made the promise? God. So, God made the promise. Jesus fulfilled the promise. We benefit from the promise. Is it clear now? God made the promise to who? The fathers. Jesus fulfilled the promise to who? To us. Are we together? God made the promise to who? The fathers. Jesus, who is God, fulfilled the promise to who? To us. He has fulfilled the promise. Now let me ask all of you a question. What is the fulfillment of all of God's promises? 
The resurrection. When Jesus rose from the dead, all of God's promises were fulfilled. There is no more promise of God unfulfilled. All. All the promises of God are in Him. They are where? In Christ, fulfilled. All the promises of God are in Christ, fulfilled. So today, we are beneficiaries of the fulfilled promise. So what do we do today? We receive. Agabada. Say with me, I receive. Say it very loud. Say it like you know what you're talking about. Say it confidently. Say, I receive the benefits of Jesus' resurrection. Say, when Jesus rose, every promise fulfilled. I am a beneficiary. Let me ask you, what are those promises that are benefits for us in his resurrection? Life, which is our existence. What else? Huh? Righteousness. Righteousness. What else? Eternal life. Huh? The gifts of the spirit. Yeah. The forgiveness of sins. What else? Holiness. What else? Redemption. What else? All of those are what we have today. Say with me, I am redeemed. Not because I did something. But because Jesus fulfilled the promise. Say, I am righteous. Not because I feel it. But because Jesus fulfilled that promise. So that has become my very existence. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am redeemed by the blood. I receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I stand sanctified. Sanctified. Now, turn to your neighbor, stand on your feet this morning. Turn to your neighbor, say, I am as sanctified as Jesus. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, look at me very well. I will never be more holy than I am. Right now. And right now, I am as holy as Jesus. Say, neighbor, look at me. I will never be more righteous than I am right now. And right now, I am as righteous as Jesus. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Say with me, I will never be closer to God than I am. Now say that one very well. Let me hear you. Draw me close to you. So when somebody sings that, what do you tell him? Get born again, my friend. Never let me go. Say it again, I will never be closer to God than I am. I am as close to God as I can ever be. I am in him. He is in me. We can never be separated. Wow. Are you sure? Are you sure? Those are heavy words you just spoke, man. I can never be more holy than I am. Lord, I want to be more holy. Get born again. Watch. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. Watch. Just stand with me. I'm about to pray. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. I'm rounding up the promises of God because in the next service, I'm beginning a teaching on citizens of a beloved country. Very brutal. 
Very, very brutal. Very, very brutal. So let me conserve energy because it's going to be brutal in that sense. For it became him for whom are all things. And by whom are all things. In bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation. How? Perfect. How? Through sufferings. Next verse. Who? Verse 11. For both he that sanctifieth Agabato Belea. Both he that sanctifieth. You didn't see that. You see, you didn't see that. Both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause Did you just see what we just read? He's not ashamed. We are both mere hey 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 when when Emmanuel, if Jesus and I stand like this, you wouldn't know the difference. Say it very loud. I am as holy as Jesus. Let's get some religious demons angry this morning. Say it very loud. I am as holy as Jesus. Sakabada. I am righteous. Absolutely righteous. Eternally righteous. And somebody say, you know that the sanctification is in stages. Get born again, my friend. Somebody say, what, what if I make a mistake? You are still sanctified. It's not an experience. It's your existence. It's your very existence. Righteousness is your existence. Holiness is your existence. Sonship is your... That's why when the prodigal son say, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. The father said, go get the robe. My son that was lost is back. Uh -uh. He was lost. He was still a son. Even in captivity, he was still a son. Nothing disowned him. Is that English like that? Nothing disowned him. Even in captivity, he was still my son. My son that is lost is back. Get the rope. Get him all his rights and privileges quickly. Kalabada. Kalabada. Believers that don't know who they are doesn't change what they have. Whether you know it or not, that's who you are. It's just that because you don't know it, you're not enjoying it. it, it listen, listen, listen. God will never add anything to you. Everything you need, you are right now. The word has worked. Hallelujah. I said the word has worked. Said very loud, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Now said very loud, I am as holy as Jesus. Righteous. Accepted. I reign in this life. Say I reign in this life. I reign over sickness, circumstances, situations. I reign over devils, demons, and forces of darkness. I reign in this life. I have what it takes to function like Jesus in this life. He rebuked the wind and the waves. He spoke peace. Every wind and wave around my life. Stop! 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 Hey! Stop! Peace be still! By Yato Kalaba. Financial storm, marital storm, physical storm, health storm, whatever storm. Say again, in the name of Jesus. Storm. Stop. Peace be still. And there was a great calm. 
And what do you say today? There is a great cow. Jesus looked at a tree. No man eat fruit of thee forever. Walked away. That was the end. That was the end of that tree. The next day they saw the tree. He said, Master, the tree you cause is withered. He said, have faith in God. That is, have this kind of faith. And today the believer has the faith of Christ. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So whatever is not working in my favor and whatever is trying to make mockery of me from the root, stop! Wither! And no man hear of you any longer. That situation that the enemy has been trying to cause to brew a storm that will harass your life, I command it wither right now! From the root. 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 Wither and out in the name of Jesus. Show me I receive. Manifestation. The word has worked. The word has worked. The word has worked. The word has worked. Tell your neighbor, I'm not waiting to see whether it will work. It has already worked. Oh, glory to God. Father, I thank you that you hear me. I and the Lord are one spirit. We are bo- I am bone of his bones. He is flesh of my flesh. Sick bodies are healed as I'm speaking. Sick bodies are healed as I'm speaking. Sick bodies are healed as I'm speaking. Sick bodies are healed as I'm speaking right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord for victory. Lift your hands and give thanks for victory for another 30 seconds everybody. Everybody go ahead and begin to praise God for victory. Every cloud, every storm of the enemy is over. Go ahead and give him praise. Bless him for victory. Victory in every ramification. Victory. The voice of the enemy is silenced. The spirit of fear ceases in its maneuvers. You destructive spirit. You cease in your maneuvers. Now you cease. Matola bataya. Negra dasoko lodobaya. Negra nasoko lodobaba. Legoro dosakaya. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for everybody connected to this service. We speak peace. 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 In the name of Jesus. Sick bodies be healed. Circumstances be subdued. Be subdued. The voice of the enemy silenced. Fear. Go. In the name of Jesus. Where you need a miracle, receive a miracle now. Receive a miracle now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for great grace that is upon this service today. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Are you excited this morning? Can we give the Lord some crazy victory shout and celebration? You want to jump, jump. You want to shout, shout. You want to run, run. You want to scream, scream. Glory! Amen! Hallelujah! Amen. Now listen to me everybody. I want to thank all of you that have supported the 60 days of glory so far. We have one more week and we're done. Today, by next Sunday, we'll be, we'll be done with 60 days of glory 2020. Have you been blessed with these 60 days? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. If you're clapping, that's a good place to clap. That's a good place to clap. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Everybody around the world, thank you all for giving. And we have one more week to go and it's going to be very explosive this whole week. Let me quickly ask that you, you know, all of you that have partnered with us and given to this ministry, we thank you for your ceaselessness and we thank you for your commitment, your sacrifices, and we thank you for your labor in making sure that we have resources to keep doing the work that we're doing, you know, in this place and around the world. My prayer for everyone who has partnered and continues to partner with us, that is that your needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name. I'd like you to package your offerings this morning we're taking all the offerings whether it is um kin, you know kingdom investment general offering or you want to send in a partnership or a one-time gift to support what we do in this place uh you know i'll be very honored to receive your offerings this morning in the house centers and campuses you package your offerings and everybody else i want to pray over them offerings before we leave thank you lord jesus now while you're packaging the offerings, at the end of the offerings, I'm going to talk about the three books. I told you I was writing three books that are out now, and that they are ready for you to get copies of. They look, they, look, they look like what you can finish within a few weeks. So, very good. If you put all of this inside you, it's added value to your life. This is, you know... I'm going to talk about it in another minute. But let me pray over the offerings right now. Father, we rejoice that we're able to give in faith and give with joy. And we give in honor of Christ and in honor of this ministry. And in honor of our collective responsibility as believers to get the gospel to the nations of the earth. Thank you for partners and people that are willing and people that are giving cheerfully and joyfully today for the advancement of the gospel. And as we give, we give in faith. As we give, we give with joy. And we rejoice and thank you and we honor what Christ has done. That through our giving, the gospel continues to spread all over the nations of the earth. So, Father, we give you praise and glory and honor. And as we give today, we decree that our offerings are a sweet smell before you. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Glory to God. Now, just before we take the offerings, the first book was the first one that I talked about within the week. You need to order for this. It's called The Office of the Pastor. Now, listen carefully. In this book, this is what you are going to be finding out. Every field of study and endeavor has its ethos, principles, and pillars upon which it rises and falls. There must, I mean, this must be respected in order to maintain the quality of personnel that it breeds for offering service to humanity. The person and office of the pastor are taught in the scriptures and believers should never take their understanding of this very vital subject from any other material than the scriptures. Dr. Damina in this book examines the core of the office of the pastor in areas like what is the local church, what is the church, who is a pastor, what are his responsibilities, how does he emerge in the local church, how is he to relate with the flock, obedience, submission, and accountability in the local church. These and many more questions are answered in this book. The essence is to equip you to fulfill your ministry with joy. So fasten your seatbelts and enjoy the adventure. You will love this. This is very good. The next book here is Bible Truth About Material Wealth. Bible Truth About Material Wealth. The content will be the subject of wealth and its relationship or otherwise with the gospel of Christ is a sensitive subject of discourse in today's Christianity. It appears that this subject has done so much to undermine the very fundamentals of the Christian faith because of the way it is explained and emphasized. Dr. Damina, in this book, doctrinally examines the subject of wealth from what our Lord Jesus and other Bible writers taught concerning wealth and material possessions in relation to the gospel of Christ. Subject considered in this book include Jesus and wealth. Is Jesus against material wealth? Abraham's blessings. 
how a believer should view and use wealth and then misconceptions about wealth and much more. Very powerful. Very, very. The last book I have here is The Last Days. The Last Days is a book on eschatology. The Last Days. A doctrinal insight into the last days and its events. This is what you, you, you expect to find in the book. The theology of the scripture is a, is, is, is a Christ-centered one. In other words, the Christology of the scriptures is how we will understand every concept of the Bible. A minister of the gospel and every believer must learn to stay within the context of the scriptures in any and every Bible subject. A minister's focus should be on the proper interpretation of the scriptures and not be centered in vain babblings. Dr. Damina doctrinally has examined subjects like Jesus and the apostles' teaching on the last days, the Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition, seducing spirits, who are false prophets, the resurrection of the dead, the revelation of God. The Bible says that in these last days, false prophets and teachers will abound. So, avoid the prevalent pitfall by learning how to discern between truth and fallacy in this timely book. These are the treasures you know, we have in our hand for you today. And Father, we pray that everyone around the world that orders for these materials or lay hands on these materials grows into maturity in these areas by revelation knowledge. And we thank you that these books are dedicated to serve God's purposes in the hearts of men all over the world. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Are we excited this morning? Glory to God. Now, ladies and gentlemen out there, you don't want to miss the next service which comes up at 11 o'clock. And I want to thank you all. Ordering for the books, you just need to send an email to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. And then there's a phone number you can call and place an order for one, two, or the three books. But let me tell you, you need those books in your library and you need to spend time to read them. They will bring a lot of clarity to issues that are very critical in our world today. We love you guys. Always a joy to serve you the grace of God and always a joy to bring you the word and looking forward to connect with you guys at 11 a.m. GMT plus one as we examine citizens of a beloved country. It's going to be exciting in the second service. And then in the second service, Michael Bush and myself will sit down to answer questions and phone calls at the 11 o'clock service. Hey guys, we love you. Enjoy the rest of your time until we see you at 11 a.m. this morning. And until then, enjoy the grace of Christ. Can we celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service this morning? Somebody shout glory! In books by Dr. Abel Damina. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com
is all right. Church in the air and church online. Join Doctors Abel and Rachel Daminer as he brings you sound Bible study through the month of July to September at 60 Days of Glory 2020, exegetically examining the fundamentals of the Christian faith, salvation in Christ. Date from 5th of July to 6th of September 2020. Time 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. from Mondays to Saturdays, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays. Book up live on our Facebook and YouTube page and also live on Kingdom Life Network TV, on my TV or Strong Decoder and live on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo by 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mondays to Saturdays and 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Sunday and live on Inspiration FM 105.9 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Also listen to a rebroadcast of the services daily on XL FM 106.9. From 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Join the study to find out in 60 Days of Glory 2020.